fourth week, I believe, that we have been, fifth week, that we've been talking about this whole religion and relationship piece. Are, are you all actually doing the summer challenges, or have you, have you stopped? Okay, all right. Uh, did, did anybody do the summer challenge this past week? Yeah. So more y'all forgot to do it this week, but y'all did it last week, right? That's what y'all. That's why I only see four hands. Okay. Do you even read the text messages? Right, so what we, what we what did this week's text message say? Um, it, it was a blessing to me. We we we're taking the challenge as well. We. Never ask you all to do anything that we, that we don't do. And it's amazing how just acts of kindness will change people. Um, I was in Home Depot and I had just gotten, I was returning something. Yeah. I wasn't buying any wood. Uh, I was, was in Home Depot and gentleman was just working really hard and I realized I hadn't done my challenge. I said, sir, can you, can you make some change? Um, I had a $100 bill and he goes, not at this register, and he got real stern. I, said, I was only asking because at my church, um, we're challenged to just do something kind, do just a nice gesture uh, to, to someone. Man, his entire face changed. I mean, he went from the stern, he was the manager, the stern business only kind of guy. His whole countenance changed. He said, I'm the manager of the store, I don't need anything. So I'm, I know you don't need anything. I just, just want to bless you. He said, oh, no, oh, no. I, I, everything is fine. He said, give it to somebody else. I, I went, went to the restaurant, pick up some food, and a lady at the window said, well, I said, ma'am, you keep the change. She handed me my, my change, and she had some coins. I said, you keep that and take this. And her eyes lit up. I said, at our church, we're just challenged to just nice, a random act, just a random act of kindness. And it was like I made that young lady's, that young lady's day. Well, why, are you, why are you saying this? I'm not saying this because I want anyone to see that, you know, okay. I, I'm saying this because if we're ever going to learn what it's about to live out our Christianity, we are going to have to honor what relationship looks like. And relationship is larger than just whom you go to church with. We are in relationship with our community, like, like where you live, your zip code, your, your street, your subdivision. That there's relationship there whether you, whether you are forging it or not. And this is part of how God has called us to be salt of the earth being a christian ought to look like something and last week i did not get a chance to complete my sermon and i'm going to quickly give a a quick review so if you were not here take take notes um, open up a note file on your phone with this okay there we go Mike I think I got it it was tucked in I think I got it I pulled it out quickly I, I don't have to do life by myself our, our, our first major point on last Sunday I don't have to do life by myself when we are in relationship with, with those that are vertical with us, our brothers and sisters, people that, that have social security numbers, um, no matter what their relationship is, familial, work, recreation, whatever it might be. You don't have to do life by yourself. And when you, and when you don't do life by yourself, um, you, you, you get accountability. I'll switch. When you don't do life by yourself, you get accountability. You get someone that you can be accountable to. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 1 was the reference. A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. 
when I don't do life by myself, I get back up. Somebody say back up. I, I get somebody to get in the trenches with me. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse oftentimes is applied and limited to limited to marriage, but uh, there's, there's a greater principle that's here. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. When I don't do life by myself, I get, I get a greater, greater opportunity to get victory. Here's the third thing. When I don't do life by myself, I get accountability. I get backup. But here's the, here's the third thing. I can expect to grow. Push your neighbor and say, grow, grow, grow. When, when, we are, when we're doing life with someone, um, we're pushed to do better. We're pushed to do better. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Did you, say, did you catch that? Um, let us consider one another. Like the only way um, that it's going to get stirred up is if somebody else does it. Does it. Did I just say do's? We're going to have to edit that one, Mike. Somebody else does it. Uh-oh. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. So, so, so here's the first thing. Um, this should increase and deepen your respect for your fellow brother and sister. I don't have to do life by myself. Second major point that we hit on last week and only got to two. Um, when we are in relationship with each other, it enables you to reach beyond you. It enables you to reach beyond you. I use a reference about my son and his whole T-shirt business and a place called a friend and a friend knew somebody who was running a major brand and a friend wanted to just connect because I reached beyond me. I was able to help somebody else. And so now if there's anyone I would want to benefit it would be my son. So when, when I refuse to do life by myself, when I'm in healthy relationship with my community, it, it enables me to reach beyond. My, it enables me to make a phone call. And oftentimes, we, we only go to networking events at happy hour. When, when the best happy hour is really should be called the joy hour on Sunday mornings, and we should be connecting with each other. What kind of business you got on the side? What you doing? Oh, you sell that? I need some of that. How, 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 about, how about we meet this week? You know, you, do you know anybody who can help me do, do, do this? You know three people? Oh, my goodness. Quit Yelp. Don't, don't worry about Yelp. That's, that's you reaching beyond you and too often there hasn't been enough integrity so 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 here it is i'm going to give it to you again i don't have to do life by myself whenever i'm in healthy community it enables me to reach beyond me it enables you to reach beyond you here here's the third point and i had it for last week um and this is where the sermon my sermon timeline starts so so they're going to erase the clock i'm joking I'm joking. <laughs> but, but now here comes my, my allotment of time. I've got a lifeline. I've got a lifeline. What was that show where they were talking about money and, they, you know, you had these, who wants to be a millionaire? And so folk on their way to being a millionaire, one of the options if a question was asked that they did not know the answer to, they would say, uh, what was the man's name? Y'all remember? Was it Regis? Regis, I want to use a lifeline. And they would call someone who they thought would, 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 would know the answer to. Sometimes you don't know it all. You think you do. But that's why you live in the way you live. That's why your certain areas in your life are jacked up. Because you think you know what you're doing. Sometimes you got to use a lifeline. But you know what? Sometimes, sometimes our lifeline saves us from us. I found this very interesting. Um, uh, the problem is when we, when we don't have the right voices in our lives. 
There are four common types of self-talk. Anybody know what self-talk is? Let me just see if I need to stay here. And when you start talking to yourself, oh, girl, you're going to look nice in that. Mm -hmm, that's flattering. Your behind don't look as big, you know, in in, in that, you know, that's, 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 but then, you know, sometimes self-talk, David said, we have to encourage our own self. There, there, there's healthy self-talk. But, you know, sometimes, like, I, I really, I really don't, don't think I'm going to be successful at this. I, I, you, you know, it's, it's the voice that goes on in, in, in your head. University of South California, of Southern California says that a person has 75,000 thoughts per day. 75,000 thoughts per day. Can you imagine just listening to yourself that much? Four, 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 four types of self-talk. Catastrophizing. Mm -hmm. and, and catastrophizing, that this means, this is the mind's what-if game. You know, uh, 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 we, we start talking ourselves um, worst case scenario then that, that starts to snowball well if I do this then this might happen and if I do this then that might happen and if I do this you know catastrophizing it, it snowballs the worst case scenario of the future with worried thoughts what if this happens what if that happens and these thoughts watch this they just simply amplify anxiety and depression uh, an, uh, another voice, another common voice that we have when, we, when we're talking to ourselves is blaming. We've got catastrophizing and blaming and blaming. This is a mind trap in which uh, some uncomfortable feeling is, is expelled because we're holding ourselves responsible for somebody else's pain or holding others responsible for our own pain. And so instead of saying, I messed up, we start, we start blaming them for putting us in this in this situation and and if he didn't do that i wouldn't i wouldn't be here or it looks like you won't forgive yourself like if i hadn't done that i wouldn't put my family at risk and so you begin to blame yourself and 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 and, and the third kind of voice is rehashing third type of self-talk is rehashing and and this is when our thoughts reflect on past circumstances going over them again and again and again and again and again and often in an effort to figure something out. But, but once the milk has been spilled, you can't put it back in. And so there you are stuck in your cubicle, stuck on your pew, rehashing what happened this week. And if I had not said that, she wouldn't have done this. And now you're blaming yourself. And then there's some catastrophizing that comes because if, since I can't fix it and then it's going to get worse and it's gonna, I'm going to end up losing my kids and we're going to end up in divorce. I mean, you know, just all this stuff that we begin to internalize with a big Bible up in the our arm, probably with a little valve of oil in our purse, one of them prayer claws and them things you put on your knees, you know, all this kind of stuff because we don't want anybody in our business. Nobody will understand all this self-talk. Then, then there's the rehearsing. This is the mind practicing some future event playing through again and again and all the different possible ways that it unfolds. Uh, that's me. Ouch. I just stepped on my own toe. Ouch. Oh, how many times have I done that? I'm the kind of person, I don't just have a backup plan. Uh, not, not a B plan. A lot, lot, lot of smart folk, they have a C plan. I'm on triple F. I mean, because I start thinking through all... All the different options. When I got ready to go to the Congo, I was thinking, I said, if I don't come back, let me see, as long as I do, I, can I, you, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. And here I am. I went over there. I came back. My stomach didn't hurt. None of them kind of things. I'm good. But I wasn't talking to nobody. But you see, when you are in community and in relation with somebody, you got a lifeline. You've got somebody you can say, hey, look, I'm tripping today. What you think about this? How you think I ought to get through this? I occasionally make uh, this pastor's conference call, um, occasionally make this 
pastor's conference call and the, the leader, the leader of, of the organization, uh, he has this sounding board on his group of other pastors that he, that he uh, talks to and that he connects with. And, and so he'll, he'll teach a while, he'll talk a while, he'll share um, whatever he's going to share for a minute. And then after he, after he shares it, he'll say, sounding board, what do you think about that? And so all the, all the other folk on the sounding board, their, their purpose is first uh, to see if what he's saying is good, to test it, and then they co-sign it on, on what he's saying. But then the second thing that he's looking for is that he's looking to provide testimony to what he's saying. He, he's, he's looking for someone who's, you, 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 you know, I've gone through that. Yep, that, that, that's, that's right. Or, or even, though I never heard it happen, uh, even though I never heard it happen, or even though I never heard it happen, that even though I never heard it happen, that, that they're designed to be there to say, you know what, that won't work because uh, that's not the best way uh, to do that. The sounding board is there for him to sound off on. It, they're, they're, they're there to give him uh, a counsel. They're there to give and to share wisdom. Don't worry about him. He, he, he just look, keep listening. Keep, keep listening. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. You know, if you don't have someone to challenge your logic, you're in a dangerous place. Did y'all hear what I said? If you don't have a lifeline, you are in a dangerous place. Oh, I wish I could teach this the way I felt it. Real quick, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Proverbs 4, 7. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Let me pause and just tell you a little bit about wisdom. Just a little bit about wisdom. The way God teaches us is through wisdom. Uh, uh, every experience you go through, there's something to get out of it. There, 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 there's wisdom in, in that challenge. There's wisdom in that test. There, there's wisdom in, in that even in that relationship that you that you that you that was a failed relationship. There's wisdom. And the two ways you can get wisdom is way number one, going through it yourself. But I prefer way number two. Let me borrow some of your wisdom. Do I have a witness? Because if you've been through the same thing I've been through. And you look, you got beat up that bad. Why I want to go through the same thing and we both look rough. But the only way I'm going to get some of the wisdom is if I'm in relationship with somebody. If I have a, a lifeline. So the Bible says, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. It says, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So if God has given me something, if God has given me a wisdom moment, and you're not in relationship with me, you ain't going to hear what's coming out of his mouth. Are y'all waiting for me to get deep? That ain't going to happen this week, I don't think. I, I, I don't think. Whenever you refuse to be in relationship with somebody, you are literally saying, God, what you saying, I don't want to hear it from them. How many of us sitting right here today wish that we had listened to our mamas sometime? Do I have a witness? J just a little bit. Just, 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 if I just listen to her sometime. Uh, 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 maybe you've not been in a good relationship with your dad, but not, that's not everybody. But, but daddy does know best. And so, 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 father, if I just listen to my dad just a little bit, I wouldn't be experiencing this pain. And so, so God gives wisdom in other folk, but you don't know who you're sitting next to. You hadn't said, good morning, how you doing? My name is. What's your name? Where you been? I ain't seen you in a minute. You understand what I'm saying? And whenever you don't do that, you'll never hear from God. 
You won't receive the wisdom of God. James chapter 3, lest I stay too long. I'm just trying to catch you up, finish last week. And I got a word that I'm going to drop on us today. All It's all, all going to make sense here in a minute, tie it all together. James chapter 3, verse number 13. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show a good conduct that his work are done, his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. All right, so he says, who is wise among you? He doesn't say, she's wise among you. She got wisdom in this. He, he's got some wisdom in this. No, he's saying, James is asking, who, who, who y'all know that's got some wisdom on this matter? Translate. Who do you know that's going to help you get through this? Am I in the Bible let, let whoever know, whoever's been through it, let him show good conduct that his works are done in the, in the, in, 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 who, who been on here been in bankruptcy? But let me tell you why you won't tell me. You ain't going to tell me because the shame of it. You don't want nobody to know why you were in church wearing name brand shoes, carrying a designer purse. That you couldn't pay your bills. And so nobody knew who was in, who went through bankruptcy. When it's public record. And so here we are doing life by ourselves. When we could stop somebody from jacking up their future. I'm not saying tell everybody how many folks, I'm going to say, you'll never hear me say, how many folks been through bankruptcy? I, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying, how many folks lost your house? If you lost your house, just raise your hand. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying that, but God will put you in relationship with the right folk. He will coordinate the right time. Summer happened or you'll see a billboard, you'll be listening to a radio station or watch, talking about what happened uh, on, on a particular show. And God just has a way of leading the conversation. Oh, you lost your house? I'm about to lose mine. Well, I could have stopped mine. How can I stop mine? Do you see what I'm saying? Who among you is wise? What the rest of it say? Go to, go, go to what verse 14 says. But if you have bitter envy and are self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. Oh, I wish I could talk about this. This wisdom. Okay, all right, somebody say two kinds of wisdom. Two kinds of wisdom. Two kinds of, somebody say two kinds of wisdom. All right, this wisdom, uh, verse 14, back under 14, watch now. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your heart, don't boast. And lie against the truth. This wisdom, see that's, that's the other kind of wisdom, does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. Church folk ain't the only somebody that got wisdom. Some folk have gotten wisdom the wrong way. Let me show you how to survive. On the block. Let me show you how not to get caught. Y'all better act like y'all know what I'm talking about. Let me show you how not to get your bills paid. Or how to get your bills paid. Like that. You see, you see what I'm saying? The Bible says that wisdom ain't from God. But isn't it amazing how. Holes stick together. I mean, I was just using an example. I mean, I mean, I mean, I was just, I was just, just. Dope boys, they stick together. Because they're trying to get that bag. So they start telling each other. This when the junkies come. This where the best Johns come. I made my most, most, most of my money on this corner right here. 
This is where I got my outfit from. I say that's the other kind of wisdom. So why do the other side get it right? Y'all, they don't like me over here. They ain't saying nothing. I'm all up in their business. We don't stay together. We don't help nobody out. Verse 17, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. You will never have the God kind of wisdom if you don't get in relationship with other folks. This wasn't a way for us to just make it through the summer. Doing the church challenge. I still think some of y'all are lying that you ain't missed no church. Or that, you know. who, who been here? Some of you. Some of you. It's not about that. We want, we want you to see how rich your life could be. We want you to know that somebody else cares about you. When you, when, 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 when you get sick, then you start saying, we, well, I'm sick. Don't nobody know you to come visit you at the hospital? So, so, so then somebody, if, if somebody show up, we just pray that general prayer. Father, um, in the name of we bless our sister. Father, you can heal our sister. Y'all didn't catch it, did you? You didn't know her name. Okay, all right, all right. Now this side don't like me. When, when, when you going through, it's 1130 at night. Who you call? Please, not me. Please. Please. I catch you in the morning because I leave my phone in the other room. That's, we do other stuff in the other room. I leave my phone in the other room. Talking about, will you pray for me? No, I'm in a deliverance service right now. Touch your neighbor and say, you better get somebody else that you know you can text at 11.30. Tell your neighbor, because the pastor is busy. Like some of y'all know what I'm talking about, too. two or three folk around you say I need you because he's busy I need you because he, he's busy I need you Ain't none of it on my notes. That's... Did you not know that what we do with each other, it affects what happens from above? And, and the revelation of this lies in the family structure. Let me, let me give you the principle now, and then we'll unpack the picture. Did you not know that, that what we do with each other, it affects what happens from above? 
I got one brother, Joe, and, and Joe, Joe and I, we, we were thick as thieves. Uh, gr- growing up, we were thick as thieves, and we did stuff that typical boys do. You know, you, you fight, you go outside, you wrestle, you know, you eat cereal in the morning on Saturday mornings in your pajamas, and, you know, you, you, you take karate lessons, and, you know, you, you, you do all those, we were doing all those kinds of things uh, uh, together, uh, but, but, but we, were, we, were, we were boys, and so we, we would play rough Sometime and 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 and, and whenever whenever we play rough, you know, my mama my mama say, y'all stop that, for somebody get hurt. <laughs> but you know, you know how, how it gets with siblings. So so we we be right wrestling and fighting with each other, you know, and wrestling, you know, and I put it on them a little bit too good, you, you know, you know, I put it on. I, that's before he grew up. I put on a little bit too good, and it make him mad. Get off me, Jay! Didn't, I, didn't he come at me? No, no. Joe, don't don't do don't you do it again? I used to stutter when I was young. And next thing you know, full on fight. And my mom would say. Didn't I tell y'all to stop? Don't make me call your daddy. We were, that's when the angel wings sprouted right back on out. We pick up our halo, put it back on. When she started talking about calling dad, oh no. We're just moving furniture, mother. <laughs> that was the worst thing. One, one, one time, one time, one time. Me and Joe were in the basement and uh, had a pool table down there. And we were shooting pool. And he probably popped off at the mouth. I got him back, you know. But whatever I did, I don't know how it started. I know how it ended. I don't know how it started. But I made him mad. We, you know, pool sticks, they made for good swords. So we start dueling with each other with the pull stick. I think I popped his finger. I think I hit his finger. He said, Jay, I'm going to kill you. But I, I saw his eyes turn red. I start running around the pool table. And see, the pool table, if, you, if I can just keep you on the opposite side, you'll never catch me. So I was running around the pool table hoping he would... He would calm, calm down. That joker swung at me across the pool table and missed my head. The pool stick hit the wall and it split. I thought that was enough. I thought he was, it was going to scare him because he had broke dad's pool stick. You know that? I almost called him the same thing. That, that Negro, he turned... He turned the sword into a spear. He starts chasing me with stabbing motions. And my mom, I heard my mom upstairs. She said, didn't I tell y'all to stop? I'm calling your daddy. I'm like, Joe, mama, mama calling dad. I'm going to kill you. She's about to call dad, fool. Stop. She's way I get my hands on you. She's calling dad. Next thing I know, mama. Uh, Joseph La Jasper, your dad is on the phone. It's over. It's done. I can't tell you. Give a quote <laughs> on what dad said. But this the essence. Now, your mama shouldn't be calling me. When your mama say stop, darn it. <laughs> stop. Y'all down there trying to kill each other. 
I got enough money to take you to the hospital and get you fixed up. But when your mama say stop, darn it, bro, it was, it was God darn it. Stop. I don't want her calling me about y'all no more. Wham. And he hung the phone up. See, it was the way we were treating each other. That affected what happened up there. It was the way two brothers were acting with each other that caused the father to have to settle the things. It was when two brothers traversed the relationship and moved from playing to fighting that the father had to come in and settle some stuff. And how you treat each other affects what happens and what comes from other. Oh, me and Joe couldn't wait till Christmas. We could not wait till Christmas. We just hoping dad wouldn't remember that time mama had to call him. Because whenever we come to Christmas, he, he'd call us, he calls Thirdum, Joe, uh, what you want for Christmas? And he'd he give us money. Y'all missed it, didn't you? When, when we were worth receiving the gift, when there had been some reconciliation, when we had lived in harmony, y'all ain't feeling me. When we had worked through our stuff, when I had helped him with his homework, when we acted right on Saturday mornings, when we cleaned our room, when we got good grades, he called us both in and bless us. Your blessing is hinged on how you treat your brother and your sister. Oh, not ever be a time that we come in here and you got a problem with this person over here and you know change where you sit and you used to go out that door, now you gotta go out that door and, and you come late so you don't have to see them and and then, then you miss something. And, and then when you, you know, it ought not ever be that kind of way. If we are not big enough and mature enough to get some stuff together, you got a bigger problem than you realize. I got a problem with you. I ought to be able to say, I got a problem. Can we sit down and talk about this thing? Here, 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 here's, here, here's, here's the next point. I don't even know what point this is. This, uh, this whole thing, this whole thing, because this whole thing about being in relationship vertically, y'all see how it ties in? Wait, wait, this, is, this is horizontal, vertically. That this, that part of the cross has to be in right Proximity to that part of the cross. I got to be right with y'all. So I can be right with him. And if I'm not right with him. I can't be right with y'all. Preach third. I'm doing the best I can. First Corinthians chapter one verse nine. Shucks, I, I'm out of time. That first eight minutes didn't count because that was review. So I'm going to tack them on the end. First uh, Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. Are y'all getting anything from this? Check, make sure your neighbor's still awake and see the whites of their eyes. Just, just check, just check, eyeball check, eyeball check. First Corinthians chapter 1, look at this now. I'm going to give you scripture to tie in the horizontal portion of the cross with the vertical portion of the cross. Verse 9 says, 
God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's the vertical part. Somebody shout vertical. vertical. Let's read it again. Let's read it together. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. What is fellowship? Fellowship is us kicking it together. Let's go hang out. Last night, should have been more young adults here. Uh, the young adults had a movie, had a movie that, that was here. I don't know what some of y'all's parents were doing or I don't know what, what y'all were doing, but it was, it was only three, three of them that were here last night. One was our son. So our, our son, our son is like his mother. He, he can get a party started. <laughs> Quiet, going to have himself a good time. She, she going to have herself. She going to meet somebody, meet, meet folks. So they sitting up there, they're watching the movie. They're popping popcorn they, and make cupcakes. And, you know, they, they got the whole thing. There were more, they were more um, um, young adult uh, leaders than there were kids. That's a shame. It, it really is. It, it really is when, when, when our kids need each other as opposed to somebody teaching them how to do the kiki challenge and walking out the door and all this kind of stuff and acting all stupid. I'm trying to study, right? I'm in my office. You're trying to study. I'm like, they're on that side of the building. I'm on this side of the building. Next thing I know, my wife, she brings me, says, here, you want some popcorn? Yes. Here's the cupcakes. They're fresh out the oven. And here's a bottle of water. They got some water. You want water or soda? So I'm good with the water. She says, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just go check on them. When you get her and my son together. I had to get up and close the door and go and go to the, go to the back to the back room. They were having fellowship. You see what I'm they were kicking it with each other. All of them. They just, they just having fun. Playing Uno and the new Uno. And <laughs> funny. I hear some go, no! No! I know it's quiet. I recognize it. No! I get in the car. I said, boy, what was wrong with you? What, what, what happened? Mr. LeVar gave me 15 of his cards. <laughs> That's the new Uno. What Here's my boy. Put my scripture back up, please. Put my scripture back up. Uh, go, go back to that first, that first scripture. It says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship. Don't, don't make this harder than what it is. Fellowship is just kicking it with Jesus. So, so when I got saved, I get to enjoy Jesus. I, I, I can listen to some music with a, with a bass line in it. McCray all right with me. I, I, I can go, Jesus, I don't like this. Just make me sick. Father God, in the name of Jesus. King of the kingdom of the heaven and earth, I beseech thee. Who talk like that? That ain't fellowship. That's King James. God just wants us to kick it with him. Can we stop making this religion thing so religious? He wants to be in relationship with us. God, I'm tired. Jesus, I'm tired. My back hurt. Can you heal me? That's fellowship. That's the, that's the vertical part of the cross. Watch the horizontal part. First John. Chapter 1, verse 3. First John, chapter 1, verse 3. It's going to pop up here in a minute. First John, it says, That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have with us. And truly, our... Do y'all see these? Do y'all see... The cross intersecting around fellowship. 
you can truly have fellowship is with the Father and with this. I can have fellowship with you because I got fellowship with him. I can kick it with you because I've been kicking it with him. And if we, if, we don't, if we don't begin to foster this thing, the church will continue to be malnourished. We'll continue to be lopsided. I'd rather have a quality church than a quantity church. Give me some solid folk Folk that dealt with their stuff, folk that understand God, folk that want to be in relate, folk that are mature enough to get some stuff straight. Give me those folk. You can have numbers because numbers ain't nothing but fluff sometimes. A crowd used to impress me until I start seeing smaller gatherings do more than what crowds would do. Yesterday at the laundromat outreach, we had a chance to watch a man who, who couldn't speak English get healed in his feet. It wasn't about six or seven of us there. Where were the rest of y'all jokers? Now, now everybody was busy. I'm talking to you. He couldn't even speak English. But God put Ashley in the midst who, who could speak Spanish. And Ashley started start translating. She, I think the Holy Ghost taught us some new language yesterday. He, he, he gave her the interpretation. He gave her a Spanish dictionary. She was good, but you know, you know the, the regular kind of Spanish ain't like the religious kind of Spanish. She knew the regular kind, but since we had the Holy Ghost there, he kind of blended it all together. Man sitting there, he said, I hadn't worked. I don't know how long he hadn't worked. I came in at the end. And he said, I hadn't worked because my legs hurt. All the way from my hips, all the way down to my toes. I got to sleep on the couch with my friend over there. I can't work because my, I'm in constant pain. I can't move. I said, well, God's power will work in the laundromat too. I said, come on, Olin, LeVar, let, let's pray. And my wife was there. And next thing I know, I got my son laying his hand on my back. I said, Father God, in the name of Jesus, you do not want to put sickness on her. It is not of you. Boy, I told that man, I said, okay, how you feel? He said, I feel relaxed. I said, no, 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 no. I said, and this is all through Ashley, translating. He, I said, I said, no, how you feel? Is the pain still there? He said, oh, no. Oh, oh no. No, Dolores. No, no, no. No, Dolores. No pain. No pain. I said, where was the pain at first? He said, from here down to my feet. I said, is there any pain in your feet? He goes, just a piquito, just a little. I said, do you believe God can get rid of that too? He said, see, sí, senor, see, sí, senor. Father, in the name of Jesus, I command all the pain to leave. Funny, funny. It was, it was funny. Uh, it was funny. It was funny because I, I, I had to pray about three times to get the pain, you know, all the pain up out, out, out of his foot. So on the third time, I said, okay, Ashley, ask him if he's ready to play again. She said, is this the last time? <laughs> I said, yes, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what God's going to say. Here's my point. It didn't take a lot of us to get a breakthrough. It just took a few folk with a little bit of faith that stood on the promises of God and saw the power of God work in the laundromat with a Spanish-speaking person. Give me quality instead of quantity. I, I, I got to finish. Well, no, I forgot. I got an extra eight minutes. I got to finish. Uh, when, when Quad was younger, only thing he would eat is chicken and rice. That's all. 
when you move from the bottle to food, chicken and rice. My wife, buddy, you can't just eat chicken and rice. You have to have some vegetables. She put it in his mouth. Take him to the doctor. It'll pass. It'll pass. Doc, how can we get him to eat? It'll pass. For years. I mean, he was about three, four, five years. I mean, we didn't have to give him a menu. We don't need to know what to do. Just chicken and rice, please. <laughs> See, her concern was that he wasn't getting his, he wasn't getting his, his vitamins. He, he, that, 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 he, that he wasn't, he wasn't having, he wasn't eating a balanced meal because all he wanted was chicken and rice. And that's, that's what some church folk want. You don't want correction. You, you don't want to have to get to know somebody. You just want to stream. Ain't no wrong with streaming unless you can come. I don't care how far you live. This is what God is calling you. This is the word. Get your behind up to get here on time. You'll, you'll go to the Drake concert. You'll get to the movies on time. Touch your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. He's talking about you. He's, he's talking about you. Church, I don't know what time they start. How long y'all going to be? Chicken and rice. Chick, what kind of church y'all got? Y'all, y'all be got chicken and rice. How many offerings y'all take? You're going to be chicken and rice. You can start knowing when folk are malnourished because all they want, chicken and rice. See, see, the importance of vegetables is this. Vegetables produce antioxidants. They are anti-cancer. They fight cancer and they block tumors. See, the reason why you need to have a balanced meal is because the nutrients that are in the vegetables, when you ingest it, when you put it in your body, it, 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 y'all know what a tumor is. A tumor is a swelling at a certain part of the body that creates a mass. Well, when you eat vegetables, it keeps the mass from, from developing. We all know what cancer is when you eat vegetables, raw vegetables. I'm not talking about the kind that's been cooked with fat back and, you know, they limp and, you know, it ain't, they used to be green. Now they clear, you know, you cooked all the nutrients. You're sopping it up with bread and stuff. I ain't, that ain't vegetables. I'm not talking about the vegetables you get from Popeye's. Coleslaw is not a vegetable. You might as well stick with the chicken and rice. Because that ain't no vegetable. But when you get the nutrients and the minerals from vegetables, it fights off stuff that wants to kill you. Some of y'all getting a little ahead of me, and that's fine. Y'all preaching this sermon for yourself. And antioxidants. Antioxidants. All right, antioxidants help prevent or stop cell damage. That's caused by oxidants. All right, so now, 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 you, now you, get, you get oxidants from stuff like air pollution, cigarette smoke, liquor, all, all, the, all them kind of things. I heard somebody just make the application, so if I want liquor, I need to add my, increase my vegetables. <laughs> I just heard that in the spirit. I think I heard it in the spirit. Somebody can go to dinner tonight. May I have double broccoli, please? Don't steam it too long. So, so when you ingest antioxidants, when that stuff happened to get in your body, it fights off the oxidants. 
Problem is, there's no vitamin we can take to replenish the effects of not fellowshipping. Touch your neighbor and say, I didn't see him coming. I didn't, I didn't see him coming. Now, the reason why my wife was concerned about quad eating chicken and rice is because she didn't want him to be now malnourished. Because malnourishment leads to four things. Uh, don't, don't worry about putting them up. Don't, 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 don't worry about putting them up. I think I changed the order. Um, malnourishment leads to four things. And I'm finished. I'm finished. I'm giving you these four things real quick and I'm done. And malnourishment leads to being susceptible to infection. When, when you don't get your, your, your nutrients in your body, you get sick more quickly. And so now we got these anemic, malnourished Christians that just want chicken and rice. Bless me, heal me. Heal me, bless me. Bless me, heal me. Chicken and rice. Rice and chicken. And so when the enemy comes in like a mighty Russian wind... You ain't got no banner to hold up because all you've been eating is chicken and rice. Bless me feet. You can't stand storms. Here we are. Some shift. I can stand the storm because you've been eating chicken and rice. Him just whoosh, the little wind, you go, ah! <laughs> Your faith go to dying. You change how you've been talking. You start talking about, I can live, yo, I'm dying. Why? Because you've been eating chicken and rice. And because you haven't had the vitamin of fellowship, you now become susceptible to infection. And so when some come in your life, you start talking about church, hurt. You know, the church, we ain't sick. You sick. All right, here's, here's the next one. I told you I got four. I got four. That's one. All right, here's the next one. Here's the next one. Malnourishment leads to poor growth and development. When, 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 you don't, when you don't eat your vitamins, it leads to poor growth and development. Hebrews chapter 6. He, he, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6. Uh, put up verse 1. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. When, when our children were in school, they went. To the village. That's the name of the building. It was K4, K5, and kids need a little more help, K6. They, they, they learn A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J. Count to 10, baby. One, two, Three is four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yay. And so when, I, when our kids were, were learning their ABCs and their numbers, we had this little chant. Hey, look at Jordan. Looky, looky, looky at Jordan. She's all right. Hey, she's out of sight. Hey, she looking good. All right, Jordan. Now she gonna be nineteen in October. 
If she come calling me, talking about, Dad, do that chant. Hey, look at you. ABCs, that's basic. How you get saved? That's basic. Faith without works is dead. That's basic. You please God by living by faith. That's basic. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's ba- Paul is saying, or the writer of the Hebrews is saying, you got to leave the village. You got to leave the basic stuff. I suppose to come to church on Sundays. I lift my hands. Elementary stuff. He says, let us go on to perfection. I know I'm long, but y'all just got to hang out with me for a minute. Perfection means maturity. God is saying, I want you to grow up. It's time for you to go from the village to the elementary school, to the middle school, high school, college. But I was trying to figure out what, what Romans 10, 9 says. If I could, let me see if I confess to the Lord Jesus. Elementary. God is saying, get on from that. You got to get, you got to get your nutritious elements. And, and because you've been eating chicken and rice, Bless me, heal me. You're malnourished and there's poor growth and development. You know, you, know you know what else malnourishment leads to? Not only infection, not only poor growth and development, but constipation. Y'all know what constipation is, right? You get blocked up. Body's designed, when, when you get a balanced meal, that what you put in your mouth processes through the body. And then you pass it. You eliminate it. But when you just eat chicken and rice, it get caught in you for a minute. Eyes start to change. Colors. When Kwai was little, we had to help him to the bathroom. I party, I party. He said that because since he's been eating chicken and rice, he goes, mm. Be blocked up. My, my stomach hurt. That's how a lot of Christians are in here. Because you're not getting the, the nourishment and the nutrients of fellowship and being with folk. You blocked up. Your blessings blocked up. Your prayer is blocked up. Your future is blocked up. Your purpose is blocked up. Your expansion is blocked up. Because all you want is chicken and rice. Constipated stuff don't pass. You can tell who been eating chicken and rice. They always got a sour attitude. Always look like they've been baptized in lemon juice. They they can't get peace in nothing. No matter how much shopping you do, no matter how much retail therapy you do, and I believe in retail therapy, don't nothing change. Just mad at the world. Chip on your shoulder. You know why? Chicken and rice. When we are malnourished, when we don't get the vitamin of of, of fellowship, kicking it with each other because we've been kicking it with God, we're susceptible to infection, poor growth and development, constipation, 
Here's the last one. And obesity. I got a question. Since when did Christianity become about you? We love to pray at Jabez. Lord, expand my territory. Oh, Lord, bless me. Indeed, enlarge my territory. What they be saying? Oh, you. So now, when it's time to honor the king, because now Christianity is about us. I told one, I told, I told somebody, this is Bob back, Bob back, they're not part of our church anymore. I said, yeah, we're going to have a prophetic evening. I'm, we're going to have a prophetic, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming. This joker never came to church. He, but I, yeah, I'm coming, I want to see what God got for me in my life. We know just enough elementary things to where we want to be better. And we're just getting fat, fatter. 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 What's your favorite food? French fries. What's your favorite kind of sermon? Money. Show me how I get my money. Just fatter. I got to get more stuff. Fatter. You don't care about nobody else around you. You just want more for you. You don't care about your brother and your neighbor. They only good for just giving them a high five. Or tell your neighbor. And so we keep getting fatter and fatter. Because all we've been eating is chicken and rice. Stand on your feet. please. No music. Just stand on your feet. We're going to do it again. We did it last week. We're going to do it again. Every 